3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.
4: 971 FM Talk Podcast.
5: All right, we got Kill Me coming up here in just a little bit this hour after Sue's news. In the next hour, we'll visit with Dave Murray and get a little uh Christmas forecast, if you will. I do not think we're going to get a white Christmas, gang? No, it doesn't sound when like was the it. last time we've had a white Christmas in St. Louis? Probably wasn't even as long ago as I think. Maybe we had like a, a little dusting a few years ago. I kind of remember that. I always think
0: that too, Mark. I always think, it's been years since <laughs> like, we, and then it's 20, like, okay, twenty-one. Well, yeah, yeah, 20, okay. Well. I think
5: we did have like a, a little dusting a couple years ago. I think you're right. But it just looks rainy and and kind of gross in the next few days, but Dave will uh, lay it out for us here at 507. Our friend David Strom from HotAir.com. He's been writing about a bunch of stuff, and then yesterday I mentioned a little bit in passing in the 5 o'clock hour about these uh, new rules that they're going to try for TSA self-screening at kiosks at um, Harry Reid International, which is the former McCarran in Las Vegas. They're going to start this next year and maybe have it spread to other airports. This was a story in the Washington Post. Peter Greenberg, who is the CBS News travel editor, good friend of the program for many years, will join us with an update in the 5 o'clock hour. Plus, I have an audio cut of the day. I want to mention that the Give Back Trivia Night, we're still uh, selling some tables for that. A table of 10 is $200. I'm going to host that night with Tom Ackerman from KMOX, Julie Tristan from KZK. We're all supporting SSM Health Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital Tree of Hope campaign. We'd love to see you there in a couple of Fridays at the Moolah Shrine Center. Um, I had a story, but I want Fred to share this experience. His sons in town. Well, you got both kids in town, but the one that dragged some roommates in and they took a trip with an EV is the one that I'm most interested in. Right, Fred?
4: Yeah, Shane uh, lives in Atlanta. He's up here now with me and two of his roommates from Atlanta. And one of the roommates, Cliff, owns a, uh, an EV, an electric vehicle. Uh, is it a Tesla or something? Yeah, else? it's a Tesla. Okay, it's a Tesla. And so they drove it from Atlanta to St. Louis, and it. Should have taken eight hours, I guess, with the time change, and it took 11 Ooh. because it took three hours of charging, oh. and they had to make six stops along the way. God. And I think they said they could have made it maybe in four stops, but they did six stops because you never know where the next— EV station. Right. Yeah, exactly. And now, then what, do what do you do? It, and now, they the did
5: it. Here, here's something important. I learned this when I did this from St. Louis to Kansas City in a Tesla last February for the Bruce Springsteen show. Now, that night, and I just read about it. I'm going to tie this in with a story that I saw today. That night, we were in It wasn't super cold, but it was in the, the low 30s, maybe upper oh, 20s. Oh, yes. And that affected the battery. Now, they're driving sure. when it wasn't that cold, right? Right. So if it was colder in other words if they're taking that trip from right. Wisconsin to St. Louis you might have had field. a different well the the distance wouldn't have been as much but you know what i mean which w- is
4: why they also had to keep have to keep the car in our garage so it can stay moderately warm so the battery doesn't so, you can't park in your core. garage so that the, the no, someone else. Well, right. I'm not
0: saying that that's bad. I'm no, just no, no. pointing out the fact that if right. you have that, you got to boot everybody else out of the garage just so you could start the car. And we tried to charge it in the garage
4: with a regular 110. No go. Um, no. Mm-mm. And it's so slow, it would take an hour to get you an extra three miles. Oh, my. So, it would take for like eight hours. All you'd get it would be 24 miles extra in distance. Wow. So that's and, great. So we had to go up to South County Mall to where they have charging you stations. Know, stations. There were probably about seven, six or seven of them. So once they got in, I went up there with Shane. It was 10 o'clock Sunday night. And we sat there for 40 minutes to get it charge from mm-hmm. 10% to 80%. Right. Did
0: they charge you to charge? Yeah.
4: Yes. It cost $12. Right. To yeah. Get, that's the other thing. I think people think this is free, but you, yeah. you're, you're paying it for it. It cost $12. Mm-hmm. And then we looked on the, um, on the computer and it said that you have enough and your next charging would be in Columbia Missouri mm. and then in Concordia Missouri yeah It kind of gives yeah. you the and map it of the where map. you could stay. right so right. they had three more stops if they were going to Kansas City right I was at all, all those stops I know right exactly oh that's where exactly it. it's a hotel
5: it. in Columbia right before right. the uh the 63 exits the Lake of the Woods exit on the left-hand side which would be the south side and then Concordia we went to those as well
0: I have a question Fred what year is this Tesla because the one I think it's Uh, Two years old. Okay. Because I I imagine they're getting better, right, Right. and more powerful. I
4: think this says that you get maybe 300 and something miles to a full charge. Okay. Um, But the one thing I noticed when we were sitting there for 40 minutes and just playing around with the computer in the car is that I was looking at the different things you can do with the car, and one of it said the um, Joe mode. I said, what's the Joe mode? And he said, well, that's a specific guy named Joe who when the car is in autopilot, there's like chimes that go off and, and b- things that go off. And he sent a text or, a t- a t- I guess, on Twitter. A tweet. To, yeah, a tweet X to Elon message, right? Musk, Musk and oh. said, said, hey, these things are too loud. They wake up my kid when we're driving, when the little chirps go off when we're in autopilot. Right. So they came up with the Joe mode. So now <sighs> it's labeled Joe mode. That's and it says on awesome. the computer you know if you have kids put go on this setting and it turns the chime sound down. Because it was Joe's idea? So it doesn't wake idea? up people like Joe's kids. That's genius. So everybody that drives a Tesla now knows about Joe mode. So That's this is great. a
5: story that is in the Daily Signal today by a guy by the name of Andrew Weiss, who does some stuff with the Heritage Foundation. And it reminded me of this story. Now, this is different circumstances, but here's what it says. Eau Claire, Wisconsin, here in Wisconsin, where fewer than one-tenth, one percent of vehicles are fully electric, it's rare to see an EV outside the city. That's why the latest International Climate Conference, the, uh, you know, the thing that just happened where John Kerry was Scaring the crap out of people, etc. When the temperatures drop below 40 degrees, which occurs over 200 days per year in Eau Claire, (laughs) which is why I moved back to Missouri, uh, electric vehicles experience a reduction in range and efficiency with losses up to 40% when the heating system is in use. My visit to my local automotive shop to have the tires rotated on the family Ram truck was unaffected by the 13 degree Fahrenheit weather. When the truck was on the lift, the service advisor told me that while not many electric vehicles come in for repairs, when they do, repairs typically take long longer and are more expensive than repairing internal combustion engine vehicles. So they go into some of the costs for, you know, components, et cetera. And they get into the assessment fifty six percent more expensive than traditional vehicles, mm-hmm. and the purchase costs are fifty percent higher. And then you have all these things with the um, you know the energy efficiency being affected by the weather. So it was just an interesting juxtaposition with the reality of where we are with Correct. energy. And that's a guy. Did I send that to you, Fred? Because no. this and might be this might be a guy we could get on after the first of the year and, okay. and talk to him.
0: No one talks about the fact. Well, unless you're uh, to the right. Uh, how are we going to get all this electricity to power these cars? Well, coal, what are you going to just uh, snap your fingers and electricity comes out of the air? I mean, y- y- we are just behind. I'm not anti-EV, but right. we're not ready for it yet. We have to have the infrastructure. How are we going to recycle all these batteries? How or What are you going to do in Wisconsin or any of the other cold states? Yeah, there's a lot of challenges.
5: And, you know, we've seen examples of... I don't know if it was Wisconsin, but let's look at the East Coast or one of these states where you have a traffic jam that goes for miles because there's an ice storm or a snowstorm. Then what happens? There's Buffalo. What are you going to (laughs) do? What are you going to do then? All right, let's do Sue's News. That's a story that's not going away for 2024. We know that. Oh, I did the wrong one. Hang on a second here. Let's see. Act like that didn't happen. Take two. two. Abby's going (laughs) to edit this one out. Hey, it's time for this.
1: These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment?
3: We're not gonna comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no.
1: And now, Suze News,
3: sponsored by Mr. Appliance, Speedy Expert Service. Call 636 674
5: 6446
0: Well, I'll tell you what, we're gonna start with the uh, uh with the music go totally away? Oh, I get it. It's there.
5: Um Sorry. that might have been operator error on my part. What?
0: There. No. <laughs> Uh, Fred sent me this story, and I thought it was interesting. Author James Patterson. Now he's the one who uh, the spider. You know what I'm saying with the movies with what's his name? Along Came a Spider. Those kind yeah, of movies. I he's know the thriller type of writer. Boy, that was a terrible description, wasn't but it? But somehow we thriller all knew exactly who right. you were you talking did? about. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh, Morgan Freeman was the man. I was trying to think of. Anyway, he wrote all those books, and he, now I. As a person who likes to read a mystery, have read a little James Patterson, my personal opinion is that he's not that great of a writer, but his stories are great. You know, it's a, it's like an interesting uh, story, and in it's often too scary for me. So he comes up with good ideas. He's, yeah. But then he but sucks yeah, executing not, the ideas. I got he's it. He's not the best of the writers. I'm just going to say that. However, he did something nice. And he awarded $500 holiday bonuses to 600 independent bookstore employees. He said in a statement uh, uh, that what they do is crucial, these booksellers. In his opinion, they save lives, especially right now. I'm not sure what that means, but... Uh, He's happy to be able to acknowledge them and their hard work this holiday season. And uh, that's not a bad way to get your books on a better shelf, I'm (laughs) thinking. Uh Uh, And the independent bookstore employees were either nominated by themselves or by store owners or supervisors or fellow employees. And I thought, well, that's kind of a nice Christmas story. Ninety nine percent of those people that got bonuses from
5: James Patterson are Republican voters at independent bookstores. Just so you know, there's a little fact for you there. There's no doubt in my mind. Those are all people that support Republicans.
0: I'd like to poll them and find out if they agree with me. Oh, wait, I'm sorry.
5: I reversed it. 0.001% of independent bookstore workers are uh, people who vote for Republican candidates. There you go. If that, if that might be generous.
0: Believe it or not, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour tickets were not the most expensive last minute tickets to buy this year. Now, the key there is last minute. But according to Ticket Marketplace app Game Time, that title belongs to, can you guess who it would be? Abby, who's got the most expensive tickets? I would have said Taylor, so I have no idea.
5: What do you think, Mark? I have no idea either.
0: I'm Fred,
4: guessing a bit somebody in Vegas, like Adele. Oh.
0: That's it. Oh, yeah, good okay. job, Fred. How did I not get that one? I know. It's That's Adele. Adele, uh, apparently, listen to this. She's been performing sold-out residency shows at Caesars in Vegas for... The last year, the median ticket price for one of her shows, $1,011. Jeez! Well, no, I thanks. mean that—that's a supply and demand. Even though no, Taylor Swift
5: is. had high demand, she was also playing stadiums of you know 80,000 well, people. A good form. Adele's doing a show. That's with, true. It's—I don't know how many people are in that thing. Eighteen thousand or something? Maybe not even that much. It's Caesars.
0: Well, Taylor is number two on the list. Last minute tickets going for an average of nine hundred fifty-eight dollars. Uh, you two, Drake and Usher, who's also been performing in Vegas. Round out the top five. You could start saving to see Adele in the new year if you really want to, Fred. She's extended that residency apparently through June. Is that the only thing you haven't seen in Vegas, Mark? Uh,
5: it's one of the only shows I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah that's probably I was true. Say,
0: it seems like it. Next year, okay, they're trying to say it's going to be a big year for movies. Fandango uh, did a survey to find out what most people are excited for. <laughs> Here are the results. Number one, Deadpool 3. Yeah. Are you excited for that, Abby? So excited Abby? for that one. Number two, Beetlejuice 2. Also excited for that one. Number three, apparently these are not aimed at us uh, <laughs> older people. Number three, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Okay, wait. Help me with this one. Wait, what is this Is this the this one about? with the women? I don't is know. Is it the women
4: or is it the children? Because the children one came out more recently. The children? Yeah, there's like the children of I one of them, one of the original Ghostbusters. I don't know. I saw this movie, but I don't remember.
5: Okay. Here's what you got. All had. right. What, what do you got? You, you had, No,
0: this is Bill Murray and okay. the girls.
5: Ghostbusters yeah. was the original, right? Then you yeah. Ghostbusters
0: Afterlife, that was the one that had the
5: um the ladies, right? right? Wasn't
0: it? Yeah, but this one's got Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, and Dan Aykroyd. Here's what they say. The Spengler family returns to the iconic New York City firehouse where the original Ghostbusters have taken ghostbusting to the next level. When the discovery of an ancient artifact unleashes an evil force, Ghostbusters, new and old, must unite to protect their okay. home and save the city. Fred, it's Ghostbusters this is the, Frozen. Let me, just the,
5: let me keep this straight, though, because the one that I was referring to, Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd, uh, Finn Wolfhard, who is from Stranger Things, that's the one that Jason Reitman did. Jason Reitman's father is the one who directed the original. Ivan Reitman did the original Ghostbusters. So what happened was, and the time really gets away from me here. When I throw out a number here, you're going to be blown away. Okay. To me, it's weird. It was 20, well...
0: I'm going to just say this.
5: When was their kerfuffle about Ghostbusters with the ladies, Melissa McCarthy, all that? When did that take place? Uh,
0: probably a long time. I'm going to say 2018.
5: 2016. I would, so,
0: that would have been my guess. But see, yeah. that
5: seems longer ago than I would have guessed. So nobody liked that movie. I never even saw that one. I and saw it twice. Then they <laughs> that redid is it. Then Ivan Reitman, or I'm sorry, Jason Reitman redid the other one. It was okay, it wasn't anything no. special. Um, and now they're doing, I guess. A sequel to that, if you will.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that one, this one I will see. The only reason I saw it twice was uh, it was on TV. Ah, and I didn't watch the entire thing, but I do like Melissa McCarthy. Anyway, now, four is... You know what's funny about that? Oh. I was
5: just... Because when I can't sleep at night, I'm up at four in the morning. I was watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. It was my go-to before I kind of fall asleep. And there's an episode from season four. I think it's season four, episode 10 or something like that. Melissa McCarthy plays uh, a store clerk. And <laughs> yes. it was a long time ago. She's very... She's not a heavy Melissa McCarthy. Oh. It was before she got heavy, mm. and now she's not as heavy as she used to be. I just thought that was a random... <laughs> You'll see people in Curb that... Oh, I see. Pop up from time to time. Just wanted to talk about
0: her weight going up and down. Well, it was
5: kind of because it was it was weird because it was not the Melissa McCarthy that became huge movie star Melissa McCarthy, right?
0: Uh, Number four was Dune Part Two. These are the movies people are looking forward to in 2024. Number five is Venom Three. Six is Despicable Me Four. You notice this? They are absolutely all All of them are sequels. No new ideas. We have nothing, and and only one of them is a prequel. I mean, A Quiet Place Day One, I think, might be a prequel. But yeah, all of those crazy yeah, but things. Same, it's the same concept. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Every single one on the top 10 list is that's going to be it. Sue's News brought to you by Mr. Appliance Speedy Expert Service. Call 636 674 6446. All right, uh, this is an SNL reference, but I'm going to do it anyway. Lorne Michaels and Drake. Went to the same high school in Toronto about 40 years apart.
1: <laughs> Isn't oh, that weird? That is
0: weird. That's it for today's random fact. You know, that was a tight little efficient random facts to mm. it. I kind of like
1: those every once yeah. in a while. Kilmeade's coming up next.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy
5: Our weekly visit and the final one of 2023, unless he's probably working all next week and doesn't even have any days off. Brian Kilmey back with us this afternoon. Please tell me you're taking a few days off with the family, Kilmey Oh, yeah. (laughs)
2: I'll be off next week. We got uh, some fill-ins and some best dubs. rolling. It'll be great. About you?
5: Yeah, I'm going to take a couple of days off this week, and then we're going to do some best dubs. I I do have some great segments. I try to stay away from, you know, the real hardcore, serious stuff, and that tends to get dated, as you know, very quickly anyway. But we have some amazing contributions from folks over the course of the year that I think deserve another spin, so we're going to do that next week. Sue and I are going to be hanging out in the the studio for sure. Let's kind of talk about there's uh, an issue that I haven't touched on here in St. Louis, and I don't know how much you've even talked about it on your radio show, but I know you've hit it on TV on these sports teams. I guess the Capitals and the Wizards are thinking about leaving D.C. for Virginia. Explain the dynamics there, and is that like a done deal, or is it just something they're considering, and is it because of the crime issue, Brian?
2: Well, uh, after watching it really take 12 years uh, to get a place in Brooklyn when the Nets announced it, it really took, I think, another 10 years. I know there's so much that could happen afterwards. I remember the stories about, the New England Patriots go to Connecticut, and they said that was a done deal. That never happened. But I would say this. Uh, Youngkin's going to cut a deal that's going to work. If any governor is equipped to cut a deal that's going to work long term for the city and for uh Tiliansis, who is one of the richest people in the country, creator founder of AOL, I think it's going to be these guys. And what they are is part of it is crime. People don't want to go to the games, dilapidated building. The city kept saying, well, you're not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to fix it. And a lot of people say we can debate another time on what an owner should be doing and what a town should be doing, but if the city helps rebuild a an, a an arena, they get a piece of the revenue, so that's the bots. If you don't, you pay taxes, but that's it. So it's a give and take on both sides. So Madison Square Garden, for example, that's a lease. At any moment, they can kick the Knicks and Rangers out. And in fact, it happens like every seven years is some type of debate. So what these guys did is they said, listen, you got to clean up the city in and around it. Uh, there's people that don't want to go, and we also have to get a pledge to rebuild the arena. And they said no on both counts. So in comes Northern Virginia, a beautiful suburb, and they said we'll do this, we'll build it for you, we'll we'll have transportation, and we'll get your brand new arena. This will be your area, and they, they made the announcement. Now, if you want to uh, want to play this out, same thing in San Francisco and Oakland. Think about what's happened. I mean, you have. Uh, in Oakland, they've lost, you're about to lose the athletics, you lost the Raiders, you lost Otani. He was considering the Giants. He said, when I went and saw San Francisco, it is such a mess. I don't want to live in that city. Mm, Wow. So, I mean, think about this. Instead of you and I talking about it, where's the leadership? In sports, these guys, yeah, you know, and the Giants are a great organization. They always give you a shot at winning some beautiful stadium. So you can't just say, well, you know, they just don't win. That's not true. Uh, They just don't want to go there. So, well, you, you know, this guy's worth $700 million. So then the Dodgers are still bidding for the for the 25-year-old Japanese pitcher as well. So, uh, But having said that, that's when sports and the real world mixed. And the mayor said this is a blip. This crime wave is a blip. It is not a blip. It's been six years. You have not addressed it. You blame Trump because of it. He refused to call the cops the day the White House was hit. And that led to January 6th. That definitely played a role in it because they wouldn't. They wouldn't uh, mobilize the National Guard. Having said all that, this is crime. This is a ripple effect of
5: crime. Well, you know it's interesting. There, there's a, I cited this yesterday. There's an idiot that writes for the LA Times, and you know, just like you, I, I I search and scour all these publications, and I pay for them because I meet the meet the paywall. So there's a guy by the name of Michael Hiltzik, Michael Hiltzik, and I torture myself every once in a while. He writes this column about how the um, the retail association sold. The headline is how the retail lobby sold a 45 billion dollar whopper about organized shoplifting, and the whole point of his column is that the numbers from all these things that we've seen and we know this. stuff has happened we've seen the Walgreens the CVS the Macy's the Nordstroms no matter you know what store you want to talk about they've had crime organized crime rings going grab all this stuff but because the retail organization that represents this group has inflated the numbers by a little bit. He feels in his column in the LA Times that it just completely discounts the issue of this being a problem in society right now. That's essentially what he said, which was stunning. So you know what? They've they've inflated the number. They build these things into insurance. It's not a big deal. That's what we're told by some of these progressives. Not a big deal, nothing to see here. Ah, absorb the losses. That's essentially the message.
2: Yeah, see I don't need a column in the New York Times. If so if you go to San Francisco, see the empty buildings, go to Baltimore. See, there's the lack of CVS is there. You don't need to read The New York Times to find out who's telling the truth. You look, you decide with your eyes. Same thing with uh, if someone tells you the economy is bad and you look at your 401k and you feel great and you're able to sell your house and buy another and the interest rates are 2 or 3%. It doesn't matter what Brian and Mark said. You're making your own decisions. There's certain things you don't need people's opinion on. And that's your own life. And the economy is very personal. You know, you want to know how we match up with China i just give you a side note as I skid into it. Uh, everyone's like, oh, China, China, China. Do you know that their young people are just running away from work? Do you know that since the pandemic and the crackdown, they're trying not to work? They're doing their own quiet quitting over there? I've heard that, yes. So they don't have the crime. Yeah, but, but they, they are in trouble. And believe me, they have a generation that doesn't want to work, and then they don't have a generation because of their single-child policy. So I'm not saying things are terrible here, but you you just cannot tell the American people things are fine. And – I don't know if you heard the show today, but if you look at what Democrats are telling Joe Biden's doing wrong, you keep telling everyone we're improving, we're improving. They're not feeling it. And when you keep telling them that, they they shut you off. And they're saying, change your rhetoric. Don't bring up Bidenomics and say, I'm with you. I hear you. Use those terms. Don't say we're getting better and the numbers don't lie. And This is the longest period with the lowest unemployment for the longest period of time. That means if you have a job, you're underemployed. You feel terrible. You feel like every their job except you, and this guy's trumpeting an economy you don't feel. That gets you angry, and that's why I think his numbers are so low. Many reasons, but it's domestic policy-wise.
5: By the way, I think I think it's safe to say at this point that you know, just six days before Christmas, that in New York State everything really has been fixed because Kathy Hochul's out there just signing a bill to create a reparations commission. So you guys must have figured everything else out out there. Congratulations. Right, a uh,
2: hey, state, yeah, state that didn't have slavery. Uh, We are now going to have reparations for people that are no longer alive, whose descendants no longer exist, uh, whose, thankfully, are uh, we've been blended as a nation. The melting pot has worked in so many quarters. So uh, couples are going to be writing checks to each other. So this is going to be the biggest joke in the world. If you were not, do you learn anything from California? The money is astronomical. It's more than their budget. They're already in debt. They're not going to pay it out. They get people to believe that huge checks are coming their way. And they're not. This is this is an abomination, and I hope this is the type of thing that has New York pick up seats.
5: Well, let, let's just juxtapose a couple of big-time United States governors here in a in a law and a bill that was signed by Kathy Hochul, which is just utterly ridiculous, as we know. But that won't get as much examination as. Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott signing a new power bill that allows police to arrest people who aren't even legally in this country. So you're just really enforcing the law that's already on the books that's not being enforced. But that will be criticized in the legacy media. And Kathy Hochul will be praised for the reparations effort. That's the world we live in right now, isn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if she's going to be praised. I mean, people can praise if you have a African-American activist on a set and you, you booked them. But I think that people are praising this. Uh, there might have been some idiots praising when California put on a, a committee together. But when they saw the total and the lack of execution, for this, for this uh, accidental governor, uh, who is an obscure uh, Buffalo legislature, and Cuomo got panicked and thought he was losing upstate New York and asked her to join the ticket, they hate each other. And that next thing you know, he gets involved in a scandal and he, she becomes governor. And she almost loses in a, uh, the bluest state to a Republican. This, she thinks this is going to show that she's competent. So and by the way, Governor Abbott, the only thing I thought of to myself is what took so long. And now I, the big fight with him is going to be with the federal government. Can because the federal government won't do their job? They're going to have to sue to make sure Texas doesn't do their job, which at which time I can't wait for the government to uh, to try to prove that they have sell, sealed the border. They'll have uh, Katie Hobbs, the governor of Arizona, testifying for the defendants.
5: Hey, when we talk here in a couple weeks after the first of the year, now we are less than a month to go for the Iowa caucuses. It was a month ago um, last night, right? And the polling doesn't look like it's really moving. You're seeing Nikki Haley pick up a little bit out east. But we're we're really in a situation where this is going to now officially kick off. Brian, you and I have been talking about it for months. Ah, maybe things will change. Maybe the voters will make a different determination. And maybe they will in their garages here in a few weeks. But certainly at this point, it doesn't look like anything is changing on the Republican side.
2: Yeah, except for the polls are wrong. Caucuses, I've covered a couple of them, not a lot, but I've covered two. And people do change their mind in that room, and that's why we got Ted Cruz and Rick Santorum. But Trump looks really strong. His crowds are really good. I have not bought into the Hitler bar. He barred a speech from Hitler. Uh, Don't give him that type of credit. He does not even watch World War II movies. So I don't think he picked it from Hitler. He's just talking about an extreme, in a very colorful, emblematic way, uh, what is happening at our border. People are pouring in from other countries. And what he's trying to say is they're not Americans, and they'll change our culture. But in the old Trumpian way, he caused controversy with the remarks. But it's the same thing that happened in Germany. They, they wish they didn't let everybody in. Uh, Hungary put up a wall. Everyone thinks it's the smartest thing ever. He's seeing his, his uh, efforts breached. He used colorful language. He's not Hitler. He's not a dictator. He's a Democratic aspiring president wants the job back. So if you don't want to vote for him, don't vote for him. But don't get caught up. In what Jake Tapper says is crazy, inflammatory, Hitler, fascist rhetoric. Or what Wolf Blitzer leads his show with uh, last night. Should be embarrassed. What did he do? He led it with uh, uh, Donald Trump
5: channeling Hitler. Oh, uh, does okay. this mean
2: that he's going to be a fascist? Oh, and, yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah. I mean, come of course, on, Of course. Do we have a very special Christmas edition of One Nation set for this Saturday, 8 p.m. Central?
2: Yes, I'm going to air the one-hour special, uh, Teddy and Booker T. That is probably out of the 56 I've done. This is the 57th. I think it's the best hour we've done. I shot it. It took me nine months to shoot it. We have Descendants on it, and we go out to the sites in Tuskegee. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to be go in front of your huge audience.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, at, we have dinner that night, so I just think you'll have more of a sense of Two Great Americans and maybe feel a little bit better about the country. That's
5: Teddy awesome. and Booker T, how two American icons blazed a path for racial equality would still make a fine stocking stuffer. Brian, thanks for everything this past year. We had a great time a couple of weeks ago. Have an awesome Christmas and a happy new year. We'll talk very soon. Well, I think he said, go get him, Mark. Usually, I don't think he'd yeah. just hang up on me. Usually, he would always say, go get him, Mark. Right? Like he dropped Something like that. Something like that, but it was one of those bloop moments there <laughs> right before uh, Christmas, our final visit with Mr. Kill me. Dave Strom from HotAir.com coming up in the next hour. Also, Peter Greenberg, CBS News travel editor. I I talked about this a little bit. They're going to do something with uh, self-screening with kiosks in Las Vegas as sort of an experiment to reduce your wait time when you go to the airport. We'll see if it gets... I'm intrigued. Yeah, I am too. I don't know if I... I don't even know if I explained it well yesterday, and I'm not sure we're going to explain it well tonight, but I do think it's somewhat fascinating. We'll get into that with Peter, plus we have an audio cut of the day. This is sort of an interesting story that I found today, Sue, and I don't know um, if this will turn into anything, but you have a—sorry, I have to clear the throat. An SUV from the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department crashed into the front door of a St. Louis bar— Early Monday morning, and one of the bar owners is facing charges now because he confronted police after it happened. So this is at Bar PM at Blow Street and South Broadway. This is in the Carondelet area. Um, it's a gay bar. I don't know if that matters, but it's been mentioned in the Riverfront Times and elsewhere as a gay bar. I just thought I'd toss it. I don't know why that they had to say it, but I, mean, I, sure I felt that. like I had to say that right uh-huh. now. So it's 12:30 a.m., and the guy that owns the bar I guess lives right above it. So. Maybe it was because it was a Sunday into a Monday. The bar was closed at 1230. And you see this video, there's security video that shows the car that is going down seemingly at a high rate of speed. And then it swerves. It's a Chevy Tahoe you know, SUV and hits the bar. So James Pence is the guy who owns the place. He goes, I jumped up thinking it was an accident with a vehicle. And then I saw it. It was the St. Louis City Police Department vehicle in front of our building. So here's the, I'm going to play a little audio here from Channel 5 and one of the reporters over there. By the way, I was watching this today and and I I had this reaction. I'm watching TV news reporters and anchors in St. Louis, which is a major market by Mm -hmm. by any it is right? I mean, I think, Typically, we'd be put in the media market category for media just because we're not L.A. or Chicago or Atlanta or Detroit, right? But we sit anywhere between what? Probably the 20th and 30th market in the country? Yeah. Okay. Used to be when you would tune into a television report in the 20th or 30th largest market in the country. You'd see polished professional broadcaster. Mm-hmm. You don't see it anymore. It's like watching Channel 8 back when I was in Columbia with the students. Oof. Honest to God. You got kids that should be cutting their teeth at, yeah. you know, at a station in, yeah. in Boise that are here in St. Louis. But that's just kind of a side note here. The
1: owners say police told them they swerved to miss a dog and ended up crashing into the building. Thankfully, there were no injuries. One of the bar owners describes waking up to hear what he says sounded like an earthquake.
3: I was actually already in bed. I heard a loud boom. I jumped up thinking it was an accident with a vehicle. And then I seen it, and it was a St. Louis City Police Department vehicle in the front of our building.
5: So here's the, the deal on this. They, they claim <laughs> something's, something's up. All right? They said that the vehicle hit the bar because it was avoiding a dog. Uh, they weren't. There was no dog. You could see in the video. Now, were they texting? Was there alcohol involved? There was another officer that was in the vehicle. Right. There was a 32 year old guy who was still, they say, a proba- probationary probationary yeah. officer. Yeah. 22 year old guy. That's also. So they're 10 years apart probationary officers. They've only been on the job for a year. They're also working on an overtime shift. So I don't exactly know what happened, but what I do know that happened, or what I know didn't happen, is there was no dog that crossed over into the traffic. How do you
0: know that? Because you can see
5: it on the video. The car, it's not swerving, it just basically veers and runs right into the bar. So unless there's like a real tiny, maybe it was a gerbil, maybe they thought it was a dog or something like that, maybe it was just a gerbil or a hamster that had escaped from the bar. I have no idea.
0: But he over Corrected. That's what happened from yeah, something. Yeah,
5: but I, I also think there's questions. So what happened is, is then when they're trying to secure the uh, the scene, there's an other cop, you know, or other cops that come out. the The guy who owns the bar is in their face, and he he is accused of assaulting a police officer because I think he put his hands on the cop or something happened. So they arrested That's the guy. They originally cool. charged him with. Um, with felonies, I think, but those have been reduced to misdemeanors at this point. I just think it's an interesting case because it's one of those that screams, hey, I don't think we're telling the truth here, if you know what I mean.
0: Mm. Hard to know in these cases, but they were traveling pretty fast.
5: Well, that's what I mean. I don't think it's hard to know when you see a video and they claim it was a dog, and there's no dog. I think that there's some. Well, let's face it. This is this is not unlike in a, in a weird way. Yet Brandon Bosley, who was the alderman from St. Louis, that claimed that there was somebody that did something to him. And he even rolls back on the person and tries to accuse them of doing something when, in the end, what he did is he was probably drinking that night, ran into a homeless person, Mm -hmm. and then told police a whole lie about that until he was discovered. So I'm a little suspicious on this one. That's what I would say. And I might support the bar owners. Although, you know, if the owner did something inappropriate to force criminal charges or something like that, there's consequences for that as well. Our number three is coming up here after Fox News. Dave Strom from HotAir.com.
2: Get more at 971talk.com.
3: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.